Hey everyone, Michael Anthony here. Van Halen, Chickenfoot, Sammy in the Circle. But anyway, you're listening to the only podcast that is dedicated to breaking down the entire Van Halen catalog one track at a time. And the podcast will rock. Ow! Hello, baby! Welcome back to And the Podcast Will Rock. Today we are doing our OU812 official rankings as tabulated by our patrons and special guests. And now we come to song number five. The fifth best track on the album, according to all of our polls, completely tabulated. Anybody want to throw it a guess? I guarantee you're probably wrong. Probably black and blue. And it's mine all mine. Mine all mine. Oh, oh yeah, no, yeah. A lot yeah, of votes for mine, mine all mine. mine, yeah. How about this one? Oh, oh, man. When oh, it's love, oh, number five. You have to be fucking kidding me. One hundred thirty-six points. <laughs> Probably. It's highest ranking, number one. Three people ranked it as the best song on OU812. Oh. Two people said it was the ninth song off of OU812. Maybe You're the best shame. power ballad. I know Kevin Brown will say Next ever. Like I'll say at least of the eighties. Like, oh, hollow notes! Come on, no, no, no! <laughs> Come on! When it's love, number five, egregious. I, I tell you, I had this one on my ballot was number three. Number three for me, uh, Scott Everett. Uh, why don't you kick us off here? This was your number one song on OU812. Yeah, it was. Charles Charles probably pissed me off enough all week with his <laughs> shitting on it all week that it made me listen to it all week. And I love this song. I still love this song. Um, if you had a girlfriend in 1988, you this was the song. This was my band. This was everything. Uh, great song. Great video. The harmonies are fantastic. Um, you know, I heard all the it's cheesy and all that bullshit. But I, I think for... A rock song, a, you know, rock ballad, it's as good as it gets. One of my favorite songs they actually do. Kevin Brown, I know you agree. You had this number two. Yeah, I mean, like I said, in the, I wrote my manifesto in the, in the Discord. I just think it's, if you want to... If you want to sort of give a clinic in how to write this type of song in this in this era, I don't know what, how you do it better. And like I said, the intro, the keyboards in the intro is fantastic. I, I don't know how you downvote this. Like, if you, if you don't like schmaltzy songs, fair enough, I get that. But if you're sort of evaluating it as this type of song, it's fucking perfect. It's brilliant. Eric Sanich, I'm guessing you agree. You had this rank number two as well. Yes, yeah, yeah. You know what's what's weird about this is I love this is a song th that I heard that summer of 88 that got me hooked. But then I got sick of it, burned out on it. And for some reason, I've just grown a whole new appreciation for it all over again. And I absolutely love it. I've never had that happen before but with this song that's happened. Epic power ballad among the best of the decade. And it's not contrived. It's just something that came naturally. Ed and Al had the music. Sammy, they played it for him in the limo as they picked them up from the airport and back to 5150 Studios. Sammy had the uh, the, basically the main hook already done I mean it's just instant magic among and among Van Halen's best harmonies oh yes 
and, and that epic ending is yeah. like like Kevin said, it's like perfectly crafted. Great guitar solo too. Just fits the song perfect. Ryan Powell, the Clapton-esque solo. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Ryan Powell had this number one. Yeah, no, I, I I don't see how you can rank this one any lower. This is just their their hit from this, and it deserved to be. And great timing because this solo it just is a great use of space. There, there's there's pauses, and frankly, I grew up on this song with the Van Halen Greatest Hits video um, volume one. Um, so I, I I watched this on the video as my introduction to it, and so everything like he he shakes his hair while he's pausing on the guitar solo, and I just see all that stuff or the the face like the smiley face you know um, that Sammy does, and it. I, I agree completely, Eric. It's it, the huge ending with like where they take the chords and it's all sung. Um, they were giving crap about that being cheesy. That that's just so epic and it just keeps building. They they, they go four on the floor to keep building the building the drama of it. Just just a great. This is the cigarette lighter, you know, arena arena rock ballad. And it's it's it, it's perfect and it's by far the number one on the album. All right, Scott Monroe, you had a third. Yeah, I had a third. It's uh, for sure my favorite Van Halen ballad. Uh, I echo everything Ryan just said. I also, that that was my introduction to it as well from the Van Halen uh, best of uh, video cassette there. Um, and um, we, we've been talking about Van Halen cheese lately. Uh, I, I eat it up. I, you know, <laughs> give it to me. <laughs> give it no to me. No such thing as too much Van Halen it. cheese. Absolutely. No. Michael Griffith, you had this one uh, number five. I did. Look, uh, bands compete with each other. You know, I think they do. And I think these most of these 80s ballads just suck. We all know that. We never listen to them really again. And they go, you know what? We'll make one. And they made this. And it's better than everybody's by a lot. And I think they knew that. And then I just love, I don't know if there's, maybe there is, but I don't know if there's another Van Halen song where they go back and forth with the harmonies, where Sammy asks the question and the harmonies give the answer. Um, I love that. I think that is so great, kind of a unique thing that they do in this song. Right now, for example, that call and response. Yep. Yeah, yeah call and response. You could uh, maybe argue, uh, well, no, not really. Bad example I was going to use, so never mind. We're going to come to you, Kamaya. We're going to go to the Chaz, uh, Chaz okay. guitar first. He had this ranked number one. And he said, this is his most favorite song of all time. Chaz, explain yourself. Yeah, the fuck? It was, I think I had this at nine, right? Or eight. It was at eight. Uh, you had this at eight, yes. Uh, yeah. No, 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 no. I think someone said it best on the chat last time. It's, Journey, uh, you yeah, know, Jeff Journey. I looked at Journey for songs like this. Okay, it was fine. Like I said, if I'm standing around and someone else got Light FM on and this comes on, it'd be like a... Okay, cool. It's Van Halen. All right. Next, you know, and then you hear someone else in the in the lighter genre. So for me, the best of Van Halen light, I'm glad the band had a hit. You know, I could not in good faith downvote it because it is such a big song in the canon, you know, of you know, the overall band and in their career. Like I said, musically, um, there were merits there. I just, you know, the the lyrics and the vocal performance in places got uh, just, you know, for me, the thumbs down. Keith McCoy, Keith McCoy, why do you hate love? You had this at number six. It's it's like it's like they've gone from Jack Daniels to Lime Shandies, man. It's it's. I I said it's Van Halen for soccer moms, and I and I really do think it's, 
it's 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 catchy it's very catchy which is why i put it a, a, a higher up than i thought i would actually um and it's it's shame because because the the in the there's so much that's interesting about it. Like the arrangement is super interesting. I like what Ed's doing. I love Al, what Al's doing on it. But Sammy, I think he ruins it. It's way too sappy. Uh, he, It's a power ballad where the, the sap overwhelms the power by far. Uh, it is a lot like Journey. And I like Journey, but I want Journey to be Journey. I don't want Van Halen to be Journey. And uh, yeah, I just, I just, uh, I cringe at this one. Yeah. Uh, Michael Triplett, you had this sixth, I believe. Yeah, if I was a nostalgia person, it might be ranked higher, but the ones above it just rock that much more. I mean, I don't have much more to add that everybody else did. I mean, it's 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 all right there. It is a it's a great power ballad, but I want to hear something that's rocking. I'm not a nostalgia person. When I was playing OU812 leading up to this, uh, actually playing some of the uh, live albums and some of the bootleg stuff I have access to or had access to better. Um, but yeah. All right. Uh, Mark, uh, Mark Meyer. I think it's fucking stock. What? Which part of that is unclear. <laughs> do, do you want to reveal your ranking here? This was absolutely my number one. You all knew oh, this. You knew this was going to be number one. He loves this, love. This is the, this is the damn song. This is the, not only is it the gold standard of power ballad, this is also, I think one of Sammy Hagar's best. Uh, and I'm not just talking about from the Van Halen era. I'm just talking about Sammy Hagar himself. I think this is just a phenomenal song. Uh, I loved it when I was a kid, uh, even when it wasn't cool to like power ballads anymore because it wasn't, uh, edgy enough. Uh, the older I got and the more musical I developed uh in my in my own personal life i love it even more for that because there's so much to appreciate vocally musically though i mean everything kevin says is like it's just a, a brilliant arrangement and it's, it's and it's epic everybody has has added some really good good points to it and my last note is soccer moms need to rock out too heath god we figured out it was about his boner come on <laughs> but you're not as confused as him are you i mean it's let's go to the chat uh, back to youtube uh, marvin uh, said this is three for me i'm hoping uh, i have to go back quite a bit hopefully he meant this song uh number three uh, jeff brewer says Probably. best power ballad on the album maybe uh, Tom Armbruster had it sixth. Uh, thinks he's guilty of the overplaying exhaustion. Uh, that 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 could be true. Uh, the Spinning the Wheel podcast. Welcome uh, uh, to the show here, guys. Uh, finally live. Uh, this is number five uh, on their list. Uh, Marvin oh, wow. points out that this was the closer of the O four tour. Uh, played quite a bit. And uh, oh look at that! Love you, Corey. I love the Spinning the Wheel podcast. Thank you very much, sir. Yeah. And then thanks for joining us. Glad you could actually uh, join us on the live show here. We're coming up to track number four. I just want to quickly though, Corey, before we no, finish, there was just one your show, had, just set us all down there. We, all we're, right, we're, all right. Yeah, we're ahead. We're good. We're good for time. It's one it's thing about this song too is that some songs, some songs feel like they have to be worked really hard on, and some yeah. songs feel like they come really effortlessly. And this song just feels like it flowed out of all of them because the transitions between all the sections in this song are just remarkable. There's not a single thing where it feels clunky or awkward or it's incredible. Like I think just yeah. just from a like you said, uh, Mark, from a composition arrangement perspective, again, it's just a masterclass in how to write a pop song. Yeah, it, it, it felt like yeah. a lot of time and energy went into it, and and maybe there wasn't a lot of time and energy. This is just 
as you say, it just poured out of them. Um, if that's the case, then that just speaks higher about their uh, musicianship and ability, uh, which just make me appreciate the song even more. All right. Show of hands, who likes When It's Love Better Than Why Can't This Be Love? Anyone? Mm. Boy, and man. I do love, I, I hate no, that you made me choose, no. but yeah. Ryan's kind of yeah. Yeah. I got to get that lyrics going <laughs> no, through my head. Why can't yeah. this be love? Wow. Great. All right. No, there, a couple disagree. Great. That's a great tune. He, no, Heath has just been hurt his life. He just hates any love song. Go listen to some fucking <laughs> anthrax or something. I, I, I don't know. I got to put why can't sl- like a hair above when really? it's love. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Right? Uh, yeah. More Erroneous. It's one of the long gray ones. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Long gray hairs. We are, <laughs> Chaz's the ones head. we don't talk about. Chaz's head hanging down and to the left again. <laughs> it's uh, your sad boy avatar. You know, you got the emo glasses and the hood. And you got the head hanging. Your shoegaze avatar. This is avatar a pretty damn actor representation. Shoegazers. Yeah, it looks like right it off. We paid a lot of money for this. <laughs> He looks oh, like he's listening to not Rush, but the Smiths, the like a down. lot. I think the problem may have been that there was a Stone Age Mid- on the stage. Mid-90s British invasion bands by a dwarf. Picture bowling ball head. Object the way. Yeah. He's actually, he's actually kind of dressed like Justin Bieber, so I'm not sure he's in the right chat. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. I love that. Eric. Down into the left. <laughs> We're talking about when it's love and Chaz over there. His avatar is just like... Love will tear us apart. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I gotta get this back on track. I, I I gotta ask the question, everybody. How much more black could this be? And the answer is none. None's none. more black. Oh, the answer it. is none more black. The answer is 147 times. Our Give fourth ranked song was played 147 times. Anybody have any ideas? What finished oh, number one. four? 147 Probably times black and blue. blue. I'll say mine on mine. Mine on mine. Yeah. yeah. A couple of votes for mine on mine. One vote for. Oh, are we talking all together, Corey, or on that? Is show? it around finish? Is it what? Finish what you started. Yo, let's find out. Corey, is that number though from the tour from '88 or overall? Overall. Okay. Mine. Oh, mine on mine. All mine. Wow. Finish number four on our uh, all-time rankings here. Total points. Quite a few, 150, and the difference between 100 uh, between fourth and second is four points. So wow. the, the jumping back and forth all day as I was getting the votes in, uh, it ranked first on what do you got there? Five ballots. I'm having a hard time seeing. I'm getting old and I'm getting drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like five. Ninth, it ranked once. Ninth on somebody's ballot. Wow. Very low for somebody. Mine, all mine. I kind of thought this one would be higher. It finished on quite a few ballots. Sean Geek, uh, Sean McGinnity ranked this one number one. Uh, our good wow. friend Josh Caldwell uh, ranked this one number one. Tom Armbruster uh, ranked this one number one. And one Eric Senich also ranked this Did one you? number one. Tell us about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's right behind Jumpin' Dreams. Best keyboard songs from Eddie. The synth riff is... It's electric, and, and Eddie tears it up on the solo. And Don Landy told uh, Greg Renoff that Sammy worked really hard on that song, and it shows vocally and lyrically. He turned the lights out and let, he literally turned the lights out and let Sammy do his thing, and then, and then he said afterwards he, he gave him a hug. Like, yes. 
I, I think the song is just. I love it as an. I think they did they open with it on balance. No. It was, it was the the beginning of the drum solo. Okay. Was, yeah. Yeah. And they had the surfer, which is perfect. Yeah. yeah. Scott Everett, I think you had this one. Uh, fifth was it? Yeah, probably too low. I love this song. We actually use this as a basketball team highlight video music. Sammy's probably Sammy's best lyric I think he's ever written with Van Halen. I think his lyrics are spot on. The synth is great. The lyrics are great. Eddie's great. The band's great. I mean, it's just a great song. Again, we said how weak OU812 is, and this one's fifth or whatever. So, great song. The Chazatar has dreadlocks now. You had this run ranked sixth, my friend. Tell us about it. Oh, the energy again, the excitement. <laughs> Where the hell do you put it, man? This one Those makes you want to jump out of your seat. You want to do weird shit to your hair. Those bathroom. are inappropriate cornrows. Inappropriate <laughs> cornrows. <laughs> You're totally getting kicked off YouTube for this one. Oh, <laughs> Put it up on Google Drive. They've got a red flag. Oh, man, I couldn't do a samurai. I was trying to do a samurai. That's oh, not, it's, like a porn out. it's like a porn video. Keith McCoy. I love trying Kevin to play it. And I, and I do say trying to play it. This is one I've really never successfully been able to play around other people. So. Keith McCoy, you have this one seven. What do you think? <laughs> Stroking <laughs> out, man. Chaz from Seattle. <laughs> I'm going to be doing something with Faith No More in a couple oh. weeks. <laughs> oh, God, it's like hurting cats. Keith McCoy, help us get back on track. Mine all mine. Tell us about it. Talking to me? <laughs> yes. You're the only Heath on the Talk call, my friend. Go ahead. <laughs> Is that a ponytail, too? Is it in a ponytail? Eric, that, help yeah, me out here, buddy. You like that? Because no, I was I'm thinking, I was thinking that, that might pull the head back so it's not <laughs> leaning like this. Yeah, so. yeah, I can't. <laughs> Let's see. Of all the podcasters to fucking take us back off the rails, it's Senich. Jeez. He's a coin. Take it away. This is a first in deep dive podcasting history. Sorry, Professor Corey. The class is getting out of control. Oh, my God. I brought my pencil. Well, you can shove it up your ass. We're going to Heath McCoy talking about mine all mine. Um... How do I follow that? Okay. Uh, yeah, good fucking luck. <laughs> a faux hawk? You have to have a faux hawk, Heath. I want to like this more. I want to like mine all mine more, more because uh, actually I ranked it at number seven and I ranked it below When It's Love because When It's Love is a lot catchier. You know what I think of When It's Love? It's such, it's a really interesting arrangement. I love that they're, you know, they're stretching, they're challenging themselves. They're, it's almost prog rocky, what they're going for it. it um, I love what Alex is playing. I love the uh, the synth on it, um, but it's just, just something. At, and Sam's lyrics, he is, he's reaching and they're, and they're good lyrics. They're solid lyrics, but they're so earnest. And it doesn't, earnest Sam doesn't work for me. It's almost like he's, uh, He's trying to be Bono or something like that, and it's it's like Bono light, or he's no. It, it, it's just it doesn't work for me. The the earnestness of these lyrics, despite that they're good and the, how hard he's trying, and I I just there's something about it. There's so much to like about this song, but there's something about it that just never connected with me. I I don't return to it. I don't when it's on. Like I never go when I go to one OUA one two. I never listen to it. I don't know why, but. 
that's my thoughts about that. All right. Well, Ryan Powell, you had this number two. Tell us about it. I mean, pretty much I agree with almost everything that he said. I mean, there, there's a lot really to that, that's, that grabs you with the song. There's, there's a, structurally, it's great that the synth has a great uh, edge to it. Um, it really propels it forward. Um, the lyrics, I, I, I love the lyrics. These are a great quotable high school lyrics for me to make me feel like I was really deep um, by, by <laughs> quoting them, <laughs> passing them off as my own like poetry work in English <laughs> class and whatever. Um, yeah. it, it always worked. Um, no, it, it, it's, it's a great song. Um, forever, it'll be seared in my head as I expect Alex to just uh, go, go off on, on his drum solo following this because that was that was my first exposure is in that balance tour uh, pay-per-view. Didn't um, he do it so, on the, the OU Women 2 tour as well, right? I know in Japan that was... I'm, I, I don't know. I, I wanted to say that there's something else that kicked it off there because I thought it was strange that they used an OU812 song to kick off the drum solo on the balance tour. And I thought that it was something else in OU812, but I could be wrong. But but yeah, it, it's just... Um, Do we have a research I, department, Corey? Can we well, check? I tell you, from the <laughs> set list I'm looking at here, my old mind did lead song. into the drum solo uh, on the OU812 tour. It came in at number Say eight. Say it again? It did? It did, yeah. It led into okay. the drum solo in 88, so... All right. Yeah, because yeah, that Japan true. show, I remember hearing it from the Japan show. Yeah. Having it lead into it. Yeah. But I'm no Van Halen expert. You're you're the you're the research department. That's Thank right. you. I have one job. That's right. Scott Monroe, you have one job right now, and that's to tell us about mine all mine. You had this one ranked a little bit lower on your rankings. Yeah, number six. Uh, it was one of the middle section uh, songs for me, so it was it was pretty tough deciding, but I dig it. I, I really love the interplay that's happening between the synth and the guitar and the drums. It just really establishes this great rhythm that just propels you forward. Uh, they're they're just so in sync the whole time. Um, have to agree on Sammy's lyrics. It's some of his best, I think. Um, probably comparable in a way to some of the more darker lyrics he has on balance. Um, uh, you know, he's, it's for him, it's, uh, it's, it's a step above. Um, the, the only thing I've never been really that crazy about is the kind of doubling that I think it's doubling that happens when he says, um, in all mine, I kind of wish maybe they're, you know, they brought out harmonies a little bit more in that section. Um, you know, but we do get harmonies, uh, in other parts uh, with the ooze and stuff. Um, so yeah, I, I like it. Um, uh, the outro is maybe a little long, could have cut a little bit there. Um, uh, but for me, it's a real solid, uh, middle section song. It is a solid middle section for me. Uh, I put this at my number eight. I'm, re- and now I'm, I'm quite sure I was in some weird mood when I was ranking these things uh, because that doesn't having it at number eight doesn't mean mine on mine. I think is a stupid song. On the contrary, I think it's great. Uh, I guess just the the seven that came before it spoke to me in a in a different and a little bit better way. But that isn't to say that mine on mine is uh, should be looked at lightly or should be taken as uh just a throwaway dumb track like no 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 there's a lot happening here there's a lot of good stuff as mentioned by all of you so but yeah for whatever reason that's that's where this one landed uh for me michael griffith where did it end up for you so it's number three i i love this song and and it's funny i love watching the clips from monsters of rock and they played this song and it you know i think it held up the audience seemed to respond to it i agree with scott everett i think it's it's Sam's best lyrics. And I and I kind of listened to 5150 again, the song 5150 and Crossing Over, which I always thought were the best. 
this is this is good. It's right there. I mean, if it's one, two, or three, it's right there on Sam's best lyrics. And yeah, it, it's a good song. And the remaster version sounds so much better. I mean, like oh, if, yeah. Yeah. if there's one song on OE812 that benefited from the remasters, it's this song. I mean, it sounds great on it. Hard to argue, but uh Kevin Brown, you want to try? No, I I mean I had this I had number six, but I, I think someone else has said too, like my three, four, five, six. Mm-hmm. on any given day could have been interchangeable i mean i realize i think it's a Same. great opener i think it's exactly the right song to open the record and i love that major key drop on the the turnaround in the middle where we drop down and al goes to side stick and it goes major key and there's the harmonies it's just a really nice sort of take you out of the the heat of it for a little while before you go back in it's a it's a great little song yeah i really like it fair enough yeah uh cornrows chazatar <laughs> uh how do you feel about uh, uh mine oh mine Oh, my oh my, like I was saying, man, the energy, the excitement in this song, you know, this is one where the uh, the keys, um, I don't mind what they're doing with it. This came in at uh, number six for me, but easily, you know, it's a sliding scale on this uh, top end here. Um, any given day, I've heard live versions of this that are just yeah, really powerful, um, as happens with a lot of the synth songs that I don't necessarily like on the record. They sound a lot better live when Eddie's playing more of the guitar. Um, so, you know, I really do. Uh, there, there were so many songs in this era that were strong, and it's like, you know, again, just as a band, they were just so tight. They knew each other so well, and this is the whole band as a unit. And, that, you know, that's Alex, Mikey, and Eddie, right? And I'm talking very particularly about, you know, the music they're making. And it's kind of a shame that they didn't let Sammy play more guitar on records with them. You know, I think that was kind of a missed opportunity along the way. Um, cause I think that, you know, a uh, couple of the, I've heard a couple things live where Sammy was playing along with them and just like, damn, you know, that was just another dimension. And I think this is one of those records that, you know, that kind of contribution could have just taken it that much higher. Like what's yeah. the other song we were talking about? Um, uh, with, you know, the blood dripping down on the guitar and that whole heavy metal kind of vibe, right. From that era of Sammy's, you know, solo career, you know, when he was putting out those records, like heavy, you know, the heavy metal soundtrack and, mm-hmm. and that other year, and they were going into VOA and all that, um, just totally, uh, you know, again, it's indicative of the best of this era of the band, you know, and yeah. that's coming from a Dave guy, man. I mean, this is really when they, this version of the band was nailing it. Well, we know you're a Dave guy. We know. We know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but you know, well said. Uh who who else who do we miss? Yeah, who else has something to say about mine all mine? I had a number two. Uh the there tempo just doesn't stop. Uh, it's just a great song. I love it. It's at uh number two. It was a toss up between uh what my number one was and uh uh mine all mine and just love this track. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So I'm actually, I'm having a sort of buyer's remorse in a, in a sense, because I had this one so low and it was like, I, yeah, I, this don't, one I don't feel like it should be mine. Yeah. My, it was, it was number eight for me. So yeah, it's like, Ugh. you had it at nine. You had it at nine. I had it at eight. And uh, I have it at eight now because remember, whoa. I changed the list. <laughs> no, I'm going to go with my <laughs> list and I'm going to assume that I'm right. So you're nine fucker. Uh, but I, I told eight. you to put a political blues at nine. <laughs> you told me to put it at eight. <laughs> you said put a political blues at eight. Well, he said like nine earlier. He's finding some votes around the place on the yeah, floor. I'm calling What's bullshit on this, on, this poll. <laughs> All right, I, I'm going to push back on that uh, motherfucker, Kevin Brown, a little bit. Who said this is the perfect <laughs> album opener? 
I would rather it open with something like Source of Infection. In 1988, this is maybe what? the perfect album opener, but not like today. Like in terms of the songs when on the it, record. When was it released, Corey? Can you, can you just remind <laughs> me what you were released? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, you're such a prick. You time-traveling motherfucker. I don't want to pick a fight. Kevin wants to pick a fight. And it's starting to piss me off because I'm going to start telling him what I really think. <laughs> Period! Exclamation point! That's right. Let, let's go to the uh, to the YouTube chat. Jeff Brewer never liked the farting synth at the beginning. Farting <laughs> synth. Wow. <laughs> Marvin Fernandez had this at number two on his list. Opener for the 93 tour. They actually opened with uh, Mine All Mine. Uh, Nicholas Norway had this uh, number one. So he really likes this one. Oh, wow. Uh, Spinning the Wheel podcast had this at number four. Uh, Jeff Brewer comments, good solo. Yep. The Be Cool or Be podcast out. Sammy put effort into these lyrics. Uh, just wish the uh, the keyboards were a bit lower in the mix and the guitar a bit more crunchier. Uh, that's fair. Uh, Tom uh, really liked the Allah in the East, Jesus in the West, Christ, What's a Man to Do uh, refrain from this song. And Brandon uh, Schuler, uh, Mine All Mine is the uh, perfect balance of the varying musical styles on OU812. So there you go. A lot of fans of Mine All Mine on this record. Uh, in our official rankings, it's number four with 150 points. It's time now to go to number three. The top uh, three. That's right. Uh, what do you think finished number three? Anybody want to shout out some guesses here? That would be black and blue. Black, black, and, black, and, black and blue. Black Probably and blue. black and blue. Yeah, uh, yeah that's, we're going to stick with that. All yep. right. A lot of people are picking black and blue. Let's see what actually finished number three. One, two. Oh, one, wow. two. Oh, no. oh, that's right. Oh, you wow. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I can't believe it either, Chaz. Finish what you started. Yeah, this is rigged. This is Number rigged. Number three. Hey, hey, Corey, is that my fault? It might be. Was that my fault, Corey? It, it might be. I tell you, it's not mine. This was my number one. I'm the one guy who ranked this number one on the record. I love Finish What You Started. 152 God, he's points. he's got a big smile on his face. Why is Scott not smiling so much? So, finish what you started. Two points ahead of Mine All Mine. Two points behind the number two song. Uh, I'm the one who ranked it first. Somebody ranked this as the worst song on OU812, and I don't understand that for the fucking life of me. Tyron Marbrester had it second. Uh, I, I can respect that. Finish what you started. Comes in at number three. Let's go all the way down uh, to that liver puddling in the son of a bitch, Kevin Brown. <laughs> you had this one three, though. That's respectable. Tell us Man, about Finish I thought that was started. aimed towards me. <laughs> oh, if you keep insisting that I'm from Liverpool, that's how I'm going to fucking talk, and you can be a good fan on the fucking family. I just love your Liverpool accent. That's oh, why God. I keep saying that. That's more brutal, kind of just outside of the Yeah, I mean, I had it at three. So I guess one right for sure, but I think I like the we're getting different looks from Eddie, right? It's that finger picking thing, that little the little claw pick thing that he does is so cool. Really, really good vocal too from Sammy on this. He doesn't need to yep. howl and stretch, but all the the little low stuff that he's doing, that's the stuff that I like. That low drawl because you don't get that usually from Van Halen, even right? Well, my deadly, but but not from Sammy. So everything about, about this song, and I think this was the when I came onto the show for the first time. I'm pretty sure this is the one that we spun up. It might have been, yeah. I tell you and, what, uh, as, a, as, as a young man, I didn't know what the subjects of the song was about, so it makes it even better. <laughs> it's the best song about blue balls ever written. Uh, Kevin Brown, you're in my good books, Michael Triple, and not so much. You had this ranked 10th. You say this is the worst song on OU812? Explain yourself, sir. Explain myself. Uh, all I could say is it's just 
I love this album, but this is the track that I listened to the very least. Valerie Bertinelli had a show, and they started playing it on the show. Never watched the show, but they'd have the ads for it, whatever station it was on. And <laughs> just skip the channel, skip the track. If I was using a, a regular radio, I haven't listened to regular radio in years. Everything's Spotify or off my play or my personal um, 100 gigs plus MP3s, but just not a fan. And I could see Mark Scal on this oh. one. Pick <laughs> yeah, it on the acoustic guitar. Not a fan. So good, Mark Meyer. You had this second, my friend. Tell us about it. I mean. What else can I possibly say that I haven't said about this already, man? It's just a, just a fun, catchy, uh, slightly different, little uh, off the norm uh, for Van Halen. I mean, and they're and they're good about doing stuff like that, as we continuously point out. But this one, it just this is one of those songs that I've talked about on the show uh, that give me both the nostalgic feels because I feel like I heard it a lot uh, on the radio when I was a kid uh, and then uh, it just I don't know it just makes me feel good it, this is one of those chill out with with your friends outside you know you have having a drink or you know whatever and you're just hanging out having fun in the sun man that's like that's what this song reminds me of like fun in the sun and Van Halen's really great about giving us uh, some pretty rock and party rock songs and then they can give us the beauty of the power ballads and then they can just just like hey man just go hang out and have fun we'll give you some some chill tunes but we'll still make it van halen style you know because that's what we do and i love all that that the only reason this is this isn't my number one is because when it's love had to be number one so there you go if you rank this any lower than fourth, uh, you're a thief of joy. You like kicking puppies you hate and fun. pushing the elderly. <laughs> uh, Michael Griffith, you come in just under the wire at number four. Uh, what are your it thoughts on made. Finish What You Started? So, I mean, you know, Sammy's playing guitar. It's cool. It's diverse. If you remember back in, when this came out, I mean, MTV and everyone was blown away at the diversity. Well, look at Van Halen's country now and look how they changed their sound and they can do what? this and do that. Like it was a big deal when this came out and it's a cool video and the harmonies are just uh, uh, insane. They're so great. And the line does work. I did say it to a girl one time and it did work. (laughs) There you go. Happy ending. (laughs) If that's not a number one, I don't know what is. Uh, Scott Monroe, you come in just under the wire. You're number four. Uh, Your thoughts on finish what you started. Yeah, number four. Uh, I agree with Mark. It's a vibe that that's really the big appeal uh, to me. Um, it's also kind of in a way like the the opposite of a political blues where they're they're going outside of their normal sound, but they're making it work. It's got the Van Halen flavor. I can tell it's Eddie playing. Uh, mm-hmm. Sammy sounds comfortable. Um, so for me, that's like how you do it right. Um, it's it's uh, definitely um, a, a different twangy country kind of sound for them, um, but you know instantly it's Van Halen and it absolutely works. Mm, absolutely, Ryan Powell, you have this number three, uh, so you're okay. You're not pushing the elderly or kicking puppies. Tell us about <laughs> finish what you started. I, I'll, I'll say it was, it was razor thin uh, that this didn't end up second. Um, I, I I gave mine online just the nod, and probably based on the lyrics. And I mean, I could argue the other way. This is a great song. I, I love it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I love the low rhythm guitar that Sammy adds. It just gives a, a lot of low end to the sound, um, more so than a song of this style usually deserves. The 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 chicken picking 
guitar solo. All I see is Eddie in his flannel and cowboy boots and cowboy hat uh, with his foot on the hay bale <laughs> or whatever. And it's just, it's just fun. And like Sammy lowering his sunglasses at the end with the please it's just it's ridiculous and it, it's just fun it always made me smile it, it's just silly and uh yeah this could have easily been number two i might have even considered it, it number one but i just i couldn't give them that over the other ones really close though you, you've convinced me even more i'm the only one who's right i had it number one all you others are, are fucking wrong <laughs> including heath mccoy even though he had this one number two tell us about finish what you started I love it. Everyone's talking about the the finger picking Eddie's doing. I love this country flavored Van Halen. Like they pull it off beautifully. You know who's the unsung hero of this song? Alex Van Halen. I'm a oh. drummer. I try to play this yeah. beat. Yeah, it's baby. Mind, it's mind boggling. I yeah. can't. I can't wrap my head around what he's doing ever. It's 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 amazing. And it's 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 just a. I love what Sam. I love Sammy's lyrics. I love the Sammy's delivery. It's super fun, super catchy. Um, easily one of my favorite top five van hagar tunes uh it's just a great and it's great all through van halen's catalog it's an amazing tune um yeah i love the lore the blue sammy's uh blue balls lore of the song i think it's i think it's a great yeah it's it's amazing all right chazatar before you change your avatar to have a giant afro uh tell us why you <laughs> ranked uh this one uh number two can you feel it can you feel it yeah well you know I'm thinking about it, and my 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 rankings really reveal my bias as a guitar player, because uh, this this was number two for me, and um, you know, like everyone said, the Nashville sound, it's fun, man, and playing this song is so much fucking fun live, and uh, especially when you got a singer who can knows how to improvise lyrics too, and and play around. This is just a fun goddamn head. Song. <laughs> cannot keep it up. Yeah. <laughs> It's not staying up. What do you mean? Look at that. I'm laughing. I'm laughing. <laughs> and then there <laughs> the cornrows are too heavy. <laughs> it is. That's it. It's it's bringing me down. But no, like you know, people say. I mean, you know, like this is actually one song. Like the Sammy song. I think Dave could actually do of all the entire catalog in the era. Yeah. If there's one song Dave could do, if he was a gentleman, it's this one. Um, I really think he could pull that off. And I think that would be a good kind of way for them to mend fences, you know, if Dave was to do something like that. Because this is really one that he could pull off. It's It's got that feel. It's classic Van Halen, you know. So, yeah, um, you know, so I'm, I'm good with it. Hopefully right. I can keep my head up. So Very good. Uh, Eric Senich. Keep your head up. It's, it's, we're having fun here. Yeah, Eric Senich, I'm going to assume you're Danish. Do you want to go and sue Napster, you little Danish twat? All right, you little Danish twat. <laughs> you rank this number eight. What the hell? Yes. Eight? Song, eight. What? Yeah, well, I was going to say the song about blue balls, but also after, because we give this list ahead of time, Corey flew from saskatchewan here to connecticut to kick me in the nuts <laughs> giving me black and blue balls that's right and i worth thought it. that was way way out of line worth it uh i i loved this song when it first came out when i was a teenager and now it's just kind of worn off on me here i i i don't know i it's still a great song but you know eddie's creatively stretching out on this I, it's great I just, it's, I got it low on the list. I'm sorry, guys. Wow. Do you guys like the heavier version in concert too? Because it was always like a yes, yeah, muscled up version in concert. What Maybe was your number, Eric? Eight. You just said low eight. on the list. Oh, yeah, sorry. Eight. Eight. It was eight. Yeah. Yeah. eight. It broke my heart. <laughs> yeah. yeah, black and blue balls. I haven't been walking Ooh. for the last <laughs> week. <laughs> Scott Everett, though, you're not much better. You had it at number six. Explain yourself. 
I love puppies. I love this song. Sorry, but there's just other songs I love more. I love that the band are trying to do uh, new things. I love Eddie's playing on this. Sammy's lyrics are good. I mean, it's just one of those things where I love other songs on this album more than I love this one. And much like Eric said, at the time it was out, one of my favorite songs. But now as time's passed, it's just there's other songs I appreciate more at these days. It's really one of those things. It was... You know, the authorities said, you know, best leave it you know, unsolved, really. <laughs> All right, so your comments were just going to leave unsolved at this point. Uh, Josh had it at number nine. Oh, my God. Marvin uh, Fernandez had it at number nine. Uh, Jeff Brewer points out, still sounds like Van Halen, a, a political blues, not so much. Uh, good call. Uh, Scott Haskin uh, says it has a very cool beat. Uh, I don't know. Scott Haskin, I tell you, that guy's an asshole. <laughs> 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 that was just uncalled for. Lori's just, just taking names tonight. Unsolicited. I, I, I don't need. Okay, I've only pro, I've polished off one bottle. Oh, now the Chazatar is me. I have this much of a goddamn bottle. Uriah Heat fans. Whoa, what was Jeez. that? Now what it's red cornrows. Right. Okay. We, we got to keep going because I got a full uh, forty here to go, uh, folks. You said a Weird Al uh, wig there or something. <laughs> you got a cold 45 That was the Brian May. That was the Brian, Brian May. That's oh, the Brian, Brian May. Oh, my God. Oh, Lord. Okay, it's time to play the uh, second uh, track. All right. Uh, oh, second God. best song on OUO2, oh. according to everybody. And by the way, uh, I should uh, go back to our, our poll, our, our listeners, like not necessarily the people uh, like our patrons and our guests like Eric who get to come mm -hmm. on the show and actually submit their official rankings. Uh, the people who actually voted on our Twitter polls uh, had AA Political at number 10, Sucker in a Three Piece at number 9, Feel So Good number 8, Source of Infection number 7. They're really close to kind of how we're going wow. here. Uh, AFU was number 6, Mine All Mine was number 5, uh, When It's Love number 4, Finish What You Started number 3. Uh, and so now we're, we're coming wow, up on the number so... 2. Damn, Black and Blue did really well, huh? Black and Blue did really well. Now we only have two tracks left. Uh, what do you think is coming up next? Uh, I, I'm saying black and blue. I'm going with yeah, Cabo. I'm going black and blue. Cabo, I hope so. All right, like so it has to be right. So everyone is thinking yeah. Cabo Wabo was number one. I'm thinking that the very I first black and blue person that called yeah, their shot on our show was Eric Sanich on Cabo Wabo was number one. Is that no, going to oh, fit? That's right. Yeah, that's right. Let's find out what was number two. Here we go. There it is. There it is. Yep. Black and blue was number two, 154 points. Again, Black and Blue, 154. Finish what you started, 152. Mine all mine, 150. So it was very, very close the entire way. But Black and Blue officially finishes second on our OU812 rankings at 154 points. Two people said this was the best track on OU812. One person said this was the ninth best track off of OU812. That one kind of shocks me. OU812, black and blue, number two. Let's start with Scott Everett. Where did you have this one ranked, Scott? I had a number two. I got one ranked. Hey. So <laughs> great, great, great song. It rocks. I still will hold to was probably a dumb decision to put this as the first single off the album. I wish they would open with something else. Uh, the music, it just rocks. The lyrics are just blatantly stupid and sexual, but you overlook it with everything else going on with the song. So just, it's a fantastic song. That chorus is so fucking great. Eric Sanich, explain yourself. You had this one ranked pretty damn low, actually. Seven 
Yeah, Deceiving Seven, I just because there were so many other songs on this album that are so damn good. The Black and Blue, yeah, I, I, I kind of feel like maybe I should have put it up higher. But yeah, it's surprising it was the lead single, Scott, and it was a top 40 single. I'm not surprised it was number one on the rock charts, but number 34 on the yep. album. Um, yep. Yeah, some interesting phrasing on this, too. Really cool phrasing with Sammy and Ed and Al. Sammy's... Yeah, that's really cool. This oh, is that's I, so good. I, I can't argue with it. It's a great song. I just... Uh, I'm sorry, guys. Number seven. Yeah. All right. Oh! Uh, weird Alvatar. Black and blue. <laughs> you had this one, Alvatar. number four. Wow. Alvatar. There it is. That's the, quote that's of the, the line of the night. <laughs> we, we, it, took us, it took us two hours to get there, yeah. but we got there. We got there, though. We that's got much there. earlier than normal, Eric. Yeah. Glad to be of service. Glad to be of service. How did I put this one in at? Jeez. Black Listen to that and blue. Solo. Come on, Where the man. hell? You had this at four. four. Come on. Yeah, the solo four. does yeah. kick ass. Oh. Again, it, it, what the fuck? I mean, it's six of one, half a dozen of the other here, so break my balls all you want. But, it, you know, it's a fucking great song. <laughs> you know, <laughs> bottom line. Yeah, that's a badass solo, man. You went full yeah. pesci with that statement. Hey, <laughs> break my you know, balls. It is what it is. <laughs> break my fucking balls over here. What? Hey, I'm here to entertain you? What? I've never met Jeff, but I assume he's four foot like five and he's like Joe Pesci. Change my head, you break my balls about my head. <laughs> I this fucking guy yeah, over here. Down there, Go get your fucking shine box, huh? Look, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Heath McCoy's an Alberta thug. Heath McCoy, where did you have this one ranked, my friend? Uh, number three. And uh, Eric, you said you had a deceiving number seven for this one. So for me, it's a deceiving number three because it's a total tug of war for me. Uh, I can't not love it because because the, that 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 uh, that dirty. You know, lick the groove. It's I just there's so much to love about it. Um, but Sammy, the the the, the stupidest fuck, lunk-headed frat boy lyrics. You know, I guess it's about rough sex, but it's vaguely creepy. I I it's so it's hard for me to like it, but I can't not like it because it's super catchy, super great rock tune. This is another one I think Dave would have actually uh, done better because he would have actually. Yeah. He would have had it brought some cleverness to it that Sammy does does the opposite of in this tune. But it's still I can't not like it. It's a it's a great song, it's catchy and just a just a wicked rock tune. Yeah. I think Dave would have inserted like some kind of popsicle up Sammy's ass being told by aliens. <laughs> this fucking kid with the black and blue. Well, Ryan Powell's yeah. version of Dirty Movies. Well, well he's humming the theme to two Close Encounters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to acknowledge the avatar with the white wig now. Ryan Powell, you had this number oh, seven. That's my Joe Elliott haircut. This is Joe Elliott. <laughs> that is right, Joe Elliott. Good call. Ryan Powell, number Targaryen seven. Tell us about there. Black and Blue. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be the same for me. It's a deceptive seven. Um, this, this was really close with a lot of the other ones. I really, I really like this one. Um, I, I love. I, th I think the cowbell is doing a lot of uh, work in that yes. breakdown, um, and it, it's, it's just a really enjoyable song. I, if I was redoing the list today, might have put it a little bit higher. Um, it, it just razor thin margins through all those. Um, 
no, I'm not surprised that it's higher, but, um, and I'm okay with that too. Just, uh, just, just had to rank some of them higher. Nope. Fair enough. Uh, but Scott Monroe, uh, smartest guy on the panel, uh, ranked this number two, which is what I put it as well. So Scott, tell us about, uh, black and blue. Number two. Yeah. I mean, th- this is my favorite song i think about a water park um you know slip and slide whether or not better it's about a water park uh, uh it's the it's the attitude it's the stink it's the uh it's just oh can't can't get enough of it um the solo's great which wish the solo was a little higher in the mix of course um it's uh the the harmonies um I, I have to look past the Sammy lyrics on this one and just enjoy the music. And mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it's um, that that's all there is to it. It's, it's some of the best music on the whole album. Could not agree more. Michael Griffith, uh, where did you have uh, black and blue ranked? Number two. Yeah. I love this song. Um, it's, it, it still sounds fresh. I mean, it's, it sounds like it could have just been recorded. You know, it really holds up, and and especially with the remasters, and I, I just love Ed Solo. I love, I love how Mikey's just super mellow during Ed Solo. He's just going, he's on fire, and you know, Mikey's barely, you know, uh, plucking the bass. And it would have been interesting if they made a video for this. You know, it was the first single. I don't know what kind of video they would have made, but it would have been, you know, it probably would have been a bigger hit if they made a video for it. Kevin Brown. I don't want to pick a fight. We're going to have to pick a fight. You had this ranked number nine. Yep. Um, yeah, not a, not really a, 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 a difficult decision for me to put this one at nine. I, I love, I like the riff. I, the solo fa- section is fantastic. I love the harmonies. And outside that, it's just, it's so repetitive. Like it just doesn't, I don't think the song really ever gets anywhere. Um, so I just, I don't, I don't dislike it and I would never skip it. It's definitely not in my playlists. And again, like are these, you know, I know that, um, Gene Simmons had, uh, early dealings with, uh, with Van Halen. Is this a leftover kiss lyric? It's <laughs> fucking gross. It's horrible. I mean, oh. and yeah, I mean, I, I can get past it. I mean, I've, you know, we just, we just did, um, don't try suicide on my queen podcast and they're not great lyrics either. They're bad lyrics and I'm a Sammy God, defender, but I just, I don't know. It just doesn't really move me melodically or structurally in the way that all the other songs on this album do. So, all right, to put not, it you're not a fan of "Burn, Bitch, Burn" by Gene. Right, the classic song. <laughs> all night. I mean, that's. I, I think the bromance between Kevin and Eric is now uh, broken up here. Uh, My, Michael Triplett, uh, feel free to call Kevin a cocksucker. You had this one at number three. Go ahead, tell him why he's wrong. I ain't calling anybody anything. I ain't calling anybody anything. Okay, cool. But, uh, no, I mean, I think I was on. The, I think I was on Never. the show for uh, for this track. I don't think I was a lurker. I think. Uh, uh, me and Mike were on the show on this one. It, it it falls into it's just a great sound, and if you throw Sammy's voice in there as an instrument and kind of throw out the lyrics, it's just a great sound for me. Uh, the solo really crushes it, but it's got a really good intro, ends well, and it's just a great sound. So again, if you're just numbingly listening to music and not listening to the lyrics or going too deep into the lyrics, getting outside the harmonies, it's it's a good one. It's a number three for me. Yeah, when it comes to Sammy lyrics, not listening to him is a good idea. Mark Meyer, <laughs> uh, you had this one, uh, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, number six for you. Tell us about it. 
Yeah, this was uh, that middle section that I talked about, which was surprisingly difficult in terms of ranking because it, they could have gone either way. I'm thinking uh, black and blue probably should go just a little bit higher on my list, but not too much higher. Like uh, this being the number two ranked of, of all uh, seems a bit high to me, uh, but you know, it's, it's fine. I, I respect everyone's opinions on that. But uh, for me, it, it couldn't go into the top three for sure. And um, it was very close to making it to yeah. as far as four. Uh, but uh, six just seemed, at least in the time of my ranking, uh, where where it needed to go. But I guarantee you, it changes tomorrow. And put some stank on it! Oh, it's got Absolutely. some stank on it, though. Absolutely. Uh, Marvin had it fifth. Be cool or be uh, podcast out. Black and Blue is my favorite on the album, so they had it number one. Uh, Nicholas Norway says, guitar slip and slide. Jeff Brewer, blatantly stupid lyrics. Sounds about right. Well, when you're talking about Sammy, sure, that that, that fits. Uh, love the part before the solo and then the solo rocks. Absolutely. Uh, Josh, our good buddy at NAMM, says, uh, love the solo, especially the end. But the echo repeats, uh, cathedral setting with uh, those bends that I think get overlooked in Eddie's playing. Uh, Brad Mancans says, number two is number two. Great spot. Silver medal. Totally belongs. And uh, Jeff Brewer says, if we throw out the lyrics, the song is great. The song is like a common theme. Well, that uh, that's number two. That leaves us with one song left, ladies and gentlemen. It's a song that Eric Senich on our show, first time on our show, called his shot. The uh-huh. very first person to ever call their shot on the show. Wanted to hear some Cabo Wabo. calling his home run. That's right. And uh, he got it. Cabo Wabo finishes number one with 170 points. Kind of a runaway winner. Actually, uh, almost 20 points ahead of number two. Uh, eight people ranked this one as the best on the record, including uh, the Bogus Otis show. Uh, Matt Lacoste, again, couldn't be here tonight. Ranked this one number one. Uh, a lot of people who are on the call also ranked this one number one. This is my number four. Uh, love Cabo Wabo. Uh, one person ranked it ninth. That's going to be interesting to talk about. What? I know, right? But Cabo Wabo is the number one song on OU812, according to our listeners, and according uh, according to the Patreon and all the people on the call, also according to our listeners, uh, out of all the uh, songs on our Twitter poll, this one ranked 85% what dreams are made of, uh, 14.9%, the dream is over. Uh, there was only four songs that cracked 80%. This one, Black and Blue, Finish What You Started and When It's Love. So this was the winner on the Twitter poll. It was the winner on our official rankings here from our Patreons. Uh, let's start with Mark Meyer. Uh, Cabo Wabo, you ranked number four. Number four, and it kind of surprised me, but I guess I, for whatever reason, I was just really feeling source of infection that made it to that number three spot. Uh because I already knew what one and two were going to be for me, and that at this point we've revealed that it was going to be one is love and finish what you started. So uh, I I dig Cabo Wabo, and it seems like uh, the majority digs tequila. And uh, you know you're not going to downvote tequila, so why not? Let's uh, celebrate the song that inspired it. Um, no, this is a great track, man. It's uh, you talk. I mentioned earlier about fun vibe rock, and uh, the Cabo Wabo to me is is a vibe. And, uh, you know, it holds a special place in my heart now because of our show and because the uh, the legendary Eric Sinich be like, 
calling his shot with the Cabo Wabo. It's like, yeah, look at that. Look at the magical manifestation powers he brought to the show. It's amazing. Uh, so that right away just sort of boosts it to the top. But, I mean, I, I really just, I dig it, man. It's just a very cool, chill Van Halen track. You know, I think he hit the nail on the head when he said it's a vibe. Yes. You can see yourself sitting on a beach with, like, a Corona or hopefully Summer. a real beer, like a Molson Canadian listening to Cabo Wabo. I had it at four, but my four, three, like two, one are like really not a Schlitz. <laughs> Fuck you. Real beer, motherfucker. Schlitz. <laughs> Fucking Americans. <laughs> this is number four for me, but the difference between one and four isn't huge. Like maybe a point between each one. I love Cabo Wabo. And I know Michael Triplett does too, because you had this ranked number one. Yeah, this is number one for me. This was... Uh a top 10 through my Spotify uh, year end for the last two years. Uh, it gets played a lot. It's not by choice. Sometimes it's through the shuffle, but it's a great track. Uh, and I mean, I was listening to it right here, right now. And Cabo Wabo live is just that much better. But it just goes to prove that Van Halen sounds great in the studio. But once they're outside the studio to hear certain songs, 5150 Live is great. Cabo Wabo is just absolutely amazing. So what band can take it to the next level? What band can say, what's the lyrics? I forgot the lyrics go to the chorus. All that fun stuff. So I love this track. I tell you what, Kevin Brown, you have notoriously terrible taste. You choose to live in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. That (laughs) proves that a broken clock is right twice a day. But you did pick... Cabo Wabo, number one. Dude, you live in Weyburn. That's that slightly better. Mole slightly on the better. Saskatchewan. Not a lot. <laughs> slightly better. It's worse than Jersey. Don't yeah. You know? Is there a comparison to Indiana? Is that what you're kind of saying people in the U.S.? Would Indiana be that armpit area? <laughs> He knows. He it's knows. one of those. It's one of those perfect little slices of Van Halen light, right? It's fun <laughs> and fluffy. And I think you know, Corey, you finished your Aerosmith mixtape. I think if you're going to make a mixtape and be completely representative of Van Halen, this has got to go on it. You're going to show people that they've got this kind of mode in them. And for me, it's the tempo that makes this song always. Like, any faster, any slower, this song loses its charm and it loses what makes it great. That swing, um, great throwaway looks. I mean, talk about harmonies. Three guys are at the absolute peak vocally. And you get all through this album, but this song especially. And I was thinking, as you were playing the intro there, Corey, how about like if you had Billy Gibbons came out on stage for the <laughs> intro there and started playing a little bit, and you could Billy Gibbons sing in that opening verse? Ooh, now that'd cut. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I love this song. Loved it from the first time I heard it. Still do. Never gets old. Anyway, Keith McCoy, you also ranked this number one. Yeah, I love it. it it's a, you know basically it's a re, it's in at least most of the song. It's a remake of. Uh, Make It Last, which is probably my favorite, which also was with Sammy, which is my favorite Montrose tune, probably. Uh, but Van Halen takes it to the next level with the harmonies and, and everything and, and, and the chorus. Uh, just an incredible riff, amazing groove. Um, I love Alex's uh, drumming on this album. It's, incre- it's great. Uh, I love Sammy's lyrics, Face Down in Cabo, Kiss on the Ground. It's, 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 it's that fun, super fun song. And... You know, Sammy turned this song into a damn empire. It, he turned it into a tequila empire and a destination <laughs> empire. It's like, it's an epic tune. Um, yeah, there's, I can't I can't say anything bad about this song. Well, I think you call it, you said Alex is drumming on this record. Fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Like, really, really a stand on this. Ryan Powell, though, uh, man, Thief of Joy, number four? Really? Cabo Wabo, number four? 
Yeah, no, I'd, I'd stand by number four. I, I think it's a great song. No, no, no question about it. There's a lot of great, great aspects to it. Um, if anything, though, and I, I never connected to this song as much as a lot of other people did, which is understandable with the way I entered kind of backwards into into OU812 to begin with. Um, if anything, the the one thing I would say kind of on the negative side is to me, the almost seven minutes in length doesn't feel like it's been earned. The, the back half seems to drag a little bit to me. Um, uh, where it just it just feels like they got a little aimless where they could have made it a little bit tighter and kind of uh, I don't know I, I, I guess if, if I had to say something critical of it it would be that and I'm only saying something critical I mean this is number four on my list it's still really high up it's still my top five on the album yeah. um, really great song and, and splitting hairs on all of those um, but just just to kind of justify why I don't see it as number one um, would probably be something like that well I think uh, uh, Scott Monroe wants to beat the shit out of you. He had this one number one. <laughs> I would never do that to Ryan. Uh, number one, number one. It's a vibe. Uh, it um, it foreshadowed really the the entire ethos of Sammy, right? Of him and his flip flops on the beach, and so many uh, uh, songs that he would do later uh, on solo records with the Wabos. Um, the the uh, story that he's telling is fantastic, um, and the story behind it is great. Um, he is, it's just, uh, uh, as a package, um, uh, Sammy is at the top of his game. Uh, the harmonies are great. The, the, let me take you down part of the harmonies. Oh, love that. Um, it's, uh, I, I, I can see what Ryan's saying. It is maybe a tad long in, in the, uh, latter section. Um, but I, I never get sick of listening to it and it just kind of takes you on a ride. Um, it's, it's my favorite by far on the album. I gave uh, Ryan a little grief for number four. I also put it at four. And I actually agree with Ryan, too. So did I. <laughs> yeah, uh, be, because uh, I, I agree. Like, uh, I'm going through a Metallica podcast right now, and you know they could have ended the song at a certain point, and they just let it kind of go. And, and that's kind of the same one with here, uh, with this song here. Uh, let, let's just go uh, quickly to the YouTube chat. Uh, Josh says, tip of the hat to make it last. Anyone hear a little make it last influence uh, on this one? How about heavy metal? Uh, Jeff Brew points out the main riff, uh, kind of a little bit like heavy metal, right? Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Maybe a tad. Well, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really hear it. Yes. No, it's definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A little bit. Uh, Michael Griffin, though, you rank this one uh, number one on your list. Number one. It's my favorite Sammy uh, Van Hagar song. I, I love it. Um there's a lot of Led Zeppelin influences here. Yes. And, and, and no one's really said that, especially with Al. I mean, kind Good of call. emulating Bonzo a little bit. Yeah. Um, yep. And I think that's where the length comes because Led Zeppelin's very epic and a lot of songs are very long. I think that's kind of the vibe they were going. And it's the best, I figure I said it, but this is the best marketing song probably of all time, right? It <laughs> turned into an empire. So, um, I love it. I love to uh, last thing too, you know, right here, right now, they, who would think they would interlude this with you really got me and it works and it's great. So mm -hmm. it, it, it's just a cool song. It, it's fantastic. All right. Let's go to uh Chaz Mataz. You had this one number one as well. Yeah, man. For me, this is not Van Halen light. Whoever said that before, I think it was the man from Skaska Kachatoon, wherever he is up there. But no, I, I don't agree. I think this is uh, this is the best of what this, you know, this band is all about. And I got to be honest, I mean, for me, dredges up memories of being down to shore 
whether I was growing up in Jersey or, you know, if it was in New York, out on the island, being out, getting wasted in the dunes. I mean, this was the summer of 88, and this song just kicked ass. You know, it just had the whole vibe. I mean, it was everything you wanted in Van Halen. And uh, honestly, guys, I mean, for me, this is top three, the best of the uh, 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 Sam Hagar era of Van Halen, for sure. And it comes in at number three on that list, but it's definitely uh, up there. This is like, you know, um, that, I mean, you just, you can't help. Once that earworm is in your head, come on, man, you're singing that all day or all night when you're there at the beach, just doing your thing. And uh, yeah, I mean, we had this on the boom box. We were hanging out, drinking beers, ah, summer nights and leading into summer nights, you know, it was all good times, all good times. But this, this song kind of captured the best of the spirit of the bro era of Van Halen for these guys. Wish it would have lasted longer for them. Eric Senich, this is just for you. You called your shot on this track. How many times do you think Van Halen played Cabo Wabo? Well, <clears throat> Not as nearly as much as the others. Fortunately, I wish they played it more. I'd say probably around like 70, 75. 75? All right, I'll give you one of these. Bam! That's all there is. The correct answer is 56 times. Uh, Six, yeah. I'm kind of surprised that you ranked this one as low as you did. This is number three on your list. You called your shot with this one. Right. I know it's funny because, and I certainly wouldn't argue with it being number one. Um, you know, I could very easily have put it at number one. Yeah, great, great nod to it. It is Eddie loved Montrose, and so Sammy did ask Eddie to come up with a riff. He called Eddie up. He said, "I got the lyrics. Come up with something that sounds like make it last." Right. Uh-huh. Sounds like it. Mm-hmm. That's make it last. The the harmonies are are so good on this. Um, yeah, it's a classic summer song. Perfect summer song. Great groove. Phenomenal harmonies, and one of my all time favorite Hagar era tunes. Wouldn't mind it being at number one at all. Excellent, Scott Everett. Where did you have this one, my friend? Uh, I had it at number four. Um, Love the song Summer Nights with the GPS, right? It's same song, putting a location to it. Um, great, great tune. Those of us that haven't been to Cabo probably feel like we've been to Cabo just by listening to the lyrics. I can't go anywhere where I'm at a beach without listening to this song. Great, great vibe. I know everyone's talked about the vibe. I'm probably rated it a little bit lower because I, in the back of my mind, I feel like Sam brought the business side of Cabo to the band and he took advantage of the band, you know, the brothers getting involved from a business standpoint and they didn't do so well, got out. And I think that kind of led some discomfort with the band that probably may have led to some of the breakup talk later on. So that's probably why I had it for. So, but great, great tune. Great tune. I, I can't believe how little they played it live. 50, 50 for real. That's crazy. Eh? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's mind-boggling because it's made yeah. for live. I was just looking on Satellite 42 times in 88, 
eight right. times in 89 and six times in 92. So really outside the, the tour at the back of the album. It'd be, it'd be nice to hear it on uh, the Best of All Worlds tour. Yeah. Well, it, it sort of makes you think. I wonder if, if there's some uh, some merit to what, uh, what Scott was saying right there about uh, perhaps the song caused tension with uh with the brothers because of you know what it was yeah it does make you wonder seeing as how they only played it so many times because maybe maybe the brothers were just like fuck this sore spot yeah yeah sore spot because i think that comes up in sammy's book too doesn't it um there's there's like a scene he describes where he's uh he's got his cabo tattoo on and eddie comes up to him with his vh tattoo right and he says this will last longer because (laughs) Yeah, the the idea, or the, at least what Ed Now thought was that because Sammy sold, Sammy bought out Ed Now's piece of the Cabo, yeah, the Cabo Abo bar, and then as soon as he took over, it took off, and they were like, "Oh, isn't that interesting? <laughs> what a coincidence!" Right? You know? They said in the 04 tour uh, to Sam, "Hey, you can't sell any Cabo Abo right. anything." Right. During our tour, right? Yeah, he had he he had the tattoo here, and he would roll the sleeve up, and Eddie would just, you know, yeah. And I think Sammy ended up getting another tattoo lower on the arm or something, just sort of. <laughs> <laughs> I think I can't, I can't recall. But... Fucking boys, there. Eh? Who'd have them? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. fuck, boys and uh, you know musicians and their egos, especially it's uh, pretty petty shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially yeah. of you know the, people like Van Halen who uh, were of a certain uh, level at the time. So yeah, yeah, egos be flaring, egos be just running wild. Yeah, well, but even that. the fact that we know these stories, I didn't really need to know that story. I mean, I know, you know. <laughs> well, now Chaz has an 18th century uh, UK judge. <laughs> I was literally just going to talk the, that in the chat. Yes. <laughs> Don't you have Brian a barber who's is like Brian to ruin Judge Turpin? Brian. <laughs> <laughs> this is my, my Brian May official endorsed way. Uh, wow. <laughs> Get him, you Kevin. little get shit! Him. You're in it now. I hope they throw <laughs> away the cage. That's right. That's what you tune in for. David, smell the glove is here. Hello, <laughs> Smell the glove is here. <laughs> Anyone remember what the first song from OU812 was that we spun on the wheel? The first one that we spun. Was yeah. it Cabo? Uh, no, there was something before. Was it Cabo? No. It it I mean, wasn't Cabo, but it was uh, Cabo was an early one because you know we we got uh, Eric early on the show. So um, Cabo Wabo was, was episode twenty five with Eric yeah. Senich. We did one five episodes before that. Was it AFU? It was good memory. Uh-huh. Good job, Mark. Oh yeah. wow, AFU was the Deep first cut. one. Yeah, you guys got what uh, sixteen left? You said? fifteen left, Mark? Yeah, fifteen. Yeah, man. Yep, That's nuts. That's- Fifteen left, you guys, and then, uh, and then, and then, and then, and then, you know. There's going to be a lot of these, right? Because you must be ending a bunch of albums. This, this is, is only true. The third, this, yeah, this yeah. is the third live show we've done on an album wrap up. So yeah, we got got a few more to go. Yeah, huh. and there so, could be a jump the shark moment. I mean, what's going to happen at the end? Are you going to try to keep don't the know. ratings up? Do something crazy? I tell you, it, it it I think it warrants an article on the Van Halen News Desk if we it, finish it. It very well. <laughs> it could if, if if Corey Corey does like the Fonzie thing and jumps over sharks. <laughs> I, I've been known to do that. I tell you. 
just jumping sharks over there. That's what they do in Canada. <laughs> I for tell fun. you, I, I got more Playwood Montana well, coming frozen out stories, there. I tell. See, see. Fucking... <laughs> oh man! Oh Lord! What should hey, we do now? Should we? Wrap you got it Dave up? Solo, Sammy Solo. You got a mammoth. Well, and that's what we're talking. Maybe we'll do like a, a Dave wheel the first just week saying. of the month, yep. a Sammy wheel yeah. the second week of the month. Uh, Van Halen sl- or a mammoth slash extreme wheel the third week of the month. And maybe the fourth week would be a, a patron. Uh, you know, patrons could just throw whatever they want on a wheel and, and we'll count, talk about count it. Count me in for the, your filthy little mouth album. Uh, rap oh, show. We got some good <laughs> stuff. We're not talking about Dave tonight though, because uh, he released some very upsetting videos and we're yeah, talking about Sammy. The best tonight, of all God. worlds tour coming. Eric, I'm sure I'm assuming you're going, I'm going to the Toronto show yeah. with the bow hosts on July nice. 31st. Uh, what date are you checking out? Yeah, I'm gonna hit the one in uh, Connecticut, which is where it's in. June. Oh, are they coming to Denver? I imagine uh, they gotta be coming close to Denver. Yeah, I'm looking at shit. Yeah, they are. Um, want to say like July? Who has tickets? I, I know I have my tickets already. Anybody? I don't else? have Scott yet, Monroe does. Michael yeah. has. I'm, I'm going Monroe's. to uh, Mansfield, Mass on the uh, July 26th. Ooh, Red nice. Rocks. Oh, cool. He's playing yeah, Red yeah, Rocks. Yeah, Red two Rocks. nights That's before be that. Great. July 24 is Connecticut. Nice. Mark, you got your Nashville tickets yet? Not yet. Uh, the the ticket holders over here are really see you next Tuesday. So, you yeah. know, I'm, we're still waiting out on that one. But we are definitely going to go. And Kevin Brown's like, oh, I don't have enough money. I can't go. <laughs> yeah, I'm not rich like you. I don't have Wayburn money. I got fucking yeah. Saskatoon. Look at your Pennies. palatial mansion in Saskatoon. It's the second most expensive <laughs> city to live in mansion. in North America, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. <laughs> It's just mad because I have a moat. I don't know. Like, I thought everyone. I want a moat. Is that too much to ask? Of course, the way things are melting around here, I don't know about Saskatoon. It was plus two here today. I have a moat because all the snow melted. So everything's underwater right now. Same. You guys got Wolfie coming your way? He's coming to Connecticut March 5th. I got to go see him at a place called Toad's Place in New Haven, which is. Little club. Oh, yeah. Toad's Place. Yeah, Legendary. man. Excellent. Yeah. Wolfie Rolling Hates Stones Canada. played a surprise show Wolfie there in 89. Hell yeah. Keith's a local. Yeah. Yep. Why do we have fucking uh, Chazatar uh, with like an English uh, barrister wig on now? <laughs> That's we what were saying. saying. You notice yeah. uh, Judge Turpin joined the chat? Oh, yeah. Yeah. This, is, this is my officially endorsed Brian May wig. It's <laughs> what he says. We have, uh, oh, it's it's a rocking podcast. We're talking great music. We got Johann Sebastian Bach over there, you know, <laughs> coming back from the dead to celebrate his uh, modern love of Van Halen. It's crazy. Who'd have thought? But the head's not bobbing down anymore. I think it's. <laughs> He's been doing some neck strengthening exercises. You all tune into the the podcast for the Van Halen talk, and then you stay for the necromancy. That's that's what it's here for. He may want to add a beard to it. It's starting to kind of look female-ish at this point. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah, good call. Get out of here. A little bit. I kind of want to fuck Got a little bit of a B. Arthur look. (laughs) <laughs> oh boy i was attracted well, to it until you said b arthur and now my my, my the ghost of Bach and b arthur rolled uh, I, into one somehow oh i God. have a feeling paul and gene are watching this saying yes this is how we want the avatar <laughs> what the fuck are paul and gene thinking with the avatar didn't put it past Jesus. them at this point somebody this get, is where somebody get chaz on the line <laughs> this is where they're 200 million dollars <laughs> right into 2027 everyone's gonna rush out to watch 
carrot top. Fucking pink haired carrot top uh, on the avatar <laughs> singing fucking got to choose. Like no one is going to go see that. St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> oh, it's green now. There we go. There he is. Yeah, man. Do you do you think the YouTube video views are going to go through the roof on this one? Everyone's going to tune in to see what oh. we're all talking about. Oh, 100%. This is an innovation in podcasting. Come That's on, right. man. It's a first. <laughs> it's got to be yeah. published. We've done so the it. Problem, the whole the problem show is, is fucking Avatar. Chaz could have waited. You guys could have had your very last show at Madison Square Garden like Kiss oh. did. And then at the end. <laughs> That's a good idea. Chaz. We should do our very last show. Because it's yeah, going to be Josephina. Yeah, but and it's with the rush background, I don't think Getty or uh, Alex would like that. <laughs> yeah. I'd give rock and roll to you. <laughs> Bring in the avatars. Did anyone spring for the pay-per-view like on Kiss's kid final show? I did. Video. Let's get rocked. Do you want to get rocked? Oh, Kevin loves Def Leppard. Let's not talk about those. Kevin loves Def Leppard. Evan's band. Well, that'll be for the uh, for another show. But this show, we have ranked and we have discussed OU eight one two from the uh, the Sammy Hagar era. And uh, and look, we say what you want about uh, Sammy Hagar era in general. But look, this album is good. This is a very fantastic album. There was a lot of uh, good things, a lot of good words. I At no point did I hear anyone say any of the songs were fucking stupid. There may have been aspects of the songs you guys felt were fucking stupid, and that's fine. Uh, but overall, I don't think we can uh, say that this is a terrible Van Halen album. Am I right when I say that? It's, uh, it's just, it belongs uh, in a respectable position, I would say. But uh, that's good, though. It's good that we can have varying opinions here, and then we can all come together and agree. It's like, but it's still Van Halen. We still find aspects of it that we can enjoy and appreciate and celebrate and rock out to always. And that's the purpose of the show, and that's the purpose of Van Halen. So, Corey, we did it, man. Another live show in the books. Uh, We've got several more. And then not to mention we're not done with the wheel quite yet but we are dwindling down and i want to take a moment to appreciate all of you guys joining us on the panel our our friends our patrons our uh confidants our just uh, just fellow fans how about that uh not rock historians not experts except for that one over there in the in the hat uh but uh we're all, all fans yeah that one all fans and just appreciators of this wonderful band of Van Halen. Always a pleasure. So, uh, hey, what do you say? Go down the line, and uh, I'll start with the uh, avatar extraordinaire himself, <laughs> old Chaz Mataz. Tell the people uh, where they can find you, what you got going on, dude. Oh, man, the Chaz Atar. You can come check us out on Rush Rash every Saturday. Weekly episodes talking about uh, the band Rush in the same feature and formats of L, your, your favorite Van Halen podcast. So everything we do, we've stolen from you, of course. Um, so we've also got Regarding Roger, which we're dissecting, as you heard before, the uh, what? Oh, God, Roger Waters, re, you know, Dark Side of the Moon Redux versus the original. Oh, my God. So that's every other week that drops on Mondays. We're in the seventh or eighth episode coming up here soon here. So check us out wherever you get podcasts. And um, you'll be sure to check out regarding Roger or uh, regarding series next season, season three with Scott Monroe right over there. What are we doing, Scott? Regarding Van Halen 3. Yes. Yes, sir. Coming your way. 
Right on. Well, since we're on them right there, Scott Monroe, uh, tell the people a little bit more and uh, where they can find you if they want to ch- hit you up. Yeah, for sure. And uh, hit us up on our Regarding Van Halen 3 socials. We got Regarding VH3 on Twitter X and Regarding Van Halen 3 on Facebook. We'll be lighting that up uh, in the spring once we get going here. And uh, we still got a few more episodes, guys, uh, that we have not yet booked special guests for. So if you're interested in uh, being a special guest on uh, one of our Van Halen 3 episodes, reach out to me and let me know. I'm on Bold one. People. I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> It's a it's a bold topic and a bold album to 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 go into, but and I commend you for doing that. So uh, best of luck. I can't wait to listen to it. Uh, let's see, going over there, Heath McCoy, man, uh, always a pleasure having you on these live shows with your sometimes hot takes, sometimes not so hot, but always a take in general. Where <laughs> can the people find you, and uh, what do you got going on, dude? Uh, you know, t- Twitter Van Heathen. Um, that uh, Vince McMahon is in the news right now. He's uh, boy, is he ever? Oh, yeah. Whoa, wait a minute, what have I missed? Oh, my yeah, goodness, and, uh, yes, big so news I, with Vince McMahon, yeah, and yeah, Brock he's, Lesnar, he's, uh, and yeah. Yeah, he's uh, my, my book, Pain and Passion, The History of Stampede Wrestling. Vince McMahon's in there. He's had some rather shady dealings with the uh, the Hart family over the years in several instances. And uh, yeah, and shady dealings with pretty much everybody he's ever dealt with, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man. But anyway, wow. yeah, so yeah, that, that's... Uh, well, yeah, I know he got in trouble last year for some, it's you know, Me oh, Too movement stuff. He's in more I, I trouble know. now. Oh, it's wow. oh, yeah. You should, yeah. You should oh, read the charges. He's in the doo-doo. He's in the doo-doo. The charges. It's yeah. insane. Yeah. <laughs> I just saw the video of, of Hogan's oh, yeah, exactly. son getting a, a DUI and, uh, in November, and Hogan shows up, you know, and he's like, what did he do now? <laughs> it's yeah. like the kid body cam yeah. footage, you know? Yeah. 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 But interesting. Yeah, Vince. definitely check that out, and uh, uh, yeah, check out what uh, what Heath's got going on because you know he's going to talk about Fantastic wrestling in a positive book. light, not uh, uh, the negative. That seems everybody to be should go get Pain and Passion. No, I, I've read that book twice now. I love that book because I'm a big Stampede oh. wrestling guy. Uh, Heath McCoy, one of the best uh, wrestling experts out there. A fantastic Absolutely. book. Even if you're not a wrestling yeah, fan, uh, just just a, just a fan of of, of great books. Uh, Pain and Passion, fantastic book. You guys are going to love it. Cool. Absolutely. And uh, speaking of passion, uh, there's who who better to bring about the passion of Van Halen than Ryan Powell himself, man. Ryan, thank you so much for being on here, man. It's always great hearing uh, from you and hearing your perspectives on the bands and the songs and everything. And please let us know where we can find you and what you got going on, man. Oh man, you don't need to find me anywhere. You'll see me in the lurker. Find <laughs> find me on uh, uh, on this podcast from time to time, and and uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, no, it's 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 always fun fun to chat about Van Halen and and to chat about uh, why people are wrong about not liking some of the Van Halen songs. So <laughs> I'll, I'll always be there to to defend. <laughs> God bless you, Ryan. We love you. That's fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, it's going to sound familiar because uh, if you if you heard our recent uh, podcast episode, then you'll have heard uh, this man as uh, one of our fellow panelists who's on there regularly. Michael Griffith, man. Always a pleasure, dude. Uh, I know you were excited about this one. We were all excited. So once again, yeah. let the people know uh, where they can find you, what you got going on. Uh, just, you know, at Mike S. Griffith on X or Instagram and just talk about Van Halen. That's my favorite thing to do. So appreciate you guys uh, doing this. So 
we appreciate you. It's uh, it's because of guys like you that keep this thing going because uh, we Corey and I were remarking, I can't believe we've lasted this long that it's still going, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's humbling and we owe it all to all of you, uh, it, including people like Scott Everett, Scott, man, it's always uh fun having you on the show as well. Uh, where can the people find you or what do you got going on? Appreciate it boys. And, uh, again, thanks for keys- keeping the music alive. Uh, I'm, I'm on X at J Scott Everett, actually inspired by y'all and Mr. Senate. I have a new podcast rewind to 1984 where I'm comparing billboard charts of, uh, today versus 1984, the, the 40th anniversary of my favorite music of music, favorite year of music. So, uh, if anyone wants to go out and give that a check out, but thank y'all for everything yeah. you do. And thanks for having me. Absolutely. That's excellent. Awesome. Can't wait to check out that show. That's fantastic. Yeah, no yeah, what's yeah, the name, Scott? What's the name of the podcast? Rewind to 1984. So oh, cool. I, That's a great I, year. Great year. A lot of good albums came out that year. All right. Yeah, just compare the Billboard charts, the top 10 of today, which is all crap and what my kids like versus <laughs> nice. 1984. So, yeah. All right. Having fun with it. Trying to learn. Not Not anywhere near the level of you guys, but we're getting there. Ah, no, I'm sure it's always a learning experience, man. Adding it to my list. Yeah. So, uh, Michael triplet, dude, uh, always, you've been a a very, very, uh, fun addition to the show and, uh, we appreciate your perspectives on things. What do you got going on? Where can the people find you? Hey, I appreciate you guys having me on the show. Love being a Patreon on the show. Love Van Halen. Uh, the fact that Van Halen news desk is what, how I find my way to you guys is just awesome. I've known about that website for ever. Whoever nice. previously owned it, sold it. You guys picked it up. So it's just awesome. So love music. Thanks, uh, no social media whatsoever. So nothing to promote. <laughs> uh, but the inspiration of thinking about doing a podcast one of these days or a YouTube podcast with some uh, some buddies, maybe. Maybe. We'll see what happens. You, you totally should. And you should do a wheel. Because no one else does <laughs> wheels. Right, Kevin? Right, Chaz? <laughs> No one does wheel. Yeah, wheel. Shut up. <laughs> shut up, shut up. Everyone needs maybe, a name. Maybe like a 19th hole golf golf related music themed <laughs> <laughs> craziness. I'll be the first With one to music listen. Music talk Michael, from the 19th you hole. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I will throw this out to Scott. I will say I'm blessed with kids that uh, I've got uh, one. I'm not into sleep token, but I, I don't like the sound of them. But uh, musically, they're oh. amazing. <laughs> I but I got to say, my kids are listening to Pink Floyd. They're listening to Led Zeppelin. They're nice. listening to Van Halen. But they're also listening to some uh, new stuff, too. But nothing down that pop chart stuff, which is nice. nice. That's parenting Same. done right. Yeah, no. If you can get your kids to listen to the old stuff that's great my kids know van halen since the day they were born and all that good stuff but you look at the billboard top 10 right now and try and listen to it i research it listen to those songs of the top 10 of what's going on and yeah it'll it'll make you want to hit your head on the wall so not great i think i said this before i don't think anybody here remembers what was blockbuster music way back in the day i ran a concept music store uh here where i live circa 94 to 96 and you look at the music and I'm like, okay, I got to, I saw all the music coming through and all the transition. I'm like, if I don't really relate to what's going on in music, then I'm going to be old. And all of a sudden it's like, what is this? So it's not that it's, I got old. It turned into garbage in my opinion. Let's just go with it turned into garbage. There's no rock and roll in the top 40. There's no guitar. There's no guitar in the top 40 except in the country. fake guitar. It's right, fake. Lots of auto tune. Yep. Lots it's of auto tune. Oh, oh, yeah. All audio 
Toe. It's really scary. Yeah. Yeah. Get them a copy of Twenty One Twelve. Just find somebody nice. who needs to hear real. Twenty One Twelve. That's just yeah. amazing. That that whole album is sick. There you go. Don't encourage. You can't them. make. You can't make Twenty One Twelve like an intro. Uh, album for people though like they have to be warned they have to <laughs> right. they have to warm up to that one you know what i mean That's so true. but uh good stuff oh, and, for uh, so many people it's the gateway it's, it's uh, so, i mean so many fair yes. enough fair enough but uh it, it requires uh some deep listening and that's okay that's all good <laughs> stuff well we're happy uh michael that uh, the van halen news desk brought you uh to us and speaking of the van halen news desk Eric Sinich has joined us again on the show, man, and we 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 knew we couldn't do a live show without you here, man. With uh, with your your perspective, and you are our resident uh, Van Halen expert because we certainly are not. So we we need <laughs> we need people like you on the show to, to help help give us you know a little bit of merit. As a- so <laughs> so so often been told to you guys, right? <laughs> yeah, I always love being on, man. This is so cool, and and Oh Yeah One Two is my favorite Sammy album, so I was so happy to be here. And, and vhnd.com and or i score i love the way Corey does a triple w mm. vhnd.com <laughs> um we, we've been so busy with stuff putting stuff up on the news desk and and today of course with eddie's birthday that that's you know yeah. just huge that we're all here today and uh on his what would be his 69th he'd be 69 today so vhnd.com and then of course booked on rock if you guys want to reach me the best thing to do is just go to bookedonrock.com. uh all the social media links are there and um you know give it if you if you haven't listened to it before if you love classic rock and you love classic rock stories you know the, these authors that i have on are just phenomenal um i had actually tom Worman, the producer cheap trick motley crew poison mm-hmm. uh, he's been on recently uh, the Untold Story of Beatles Roadie Mal Evans was fascinating. But here's one I loved. Oh, if you yeah. guys are fans of KISS, um, The Extraordinary Rise of KISS drummer Eric Carr. There's a book out on, um, it's going to be, I think, a three-volume series. The first one on from 1950 to 82. And it, and the, the, the woman who wrote this book did an amazing job. Janet Simmons um, broke down like the, the contract that he signed, the auditions that he got you know, to get the gig with KISS. Um, the most recent one, Van Halen, uh, it's, it's a book about, uh, was it five five kids? They were on 12, 13 years old in 1984. And they got to see Van Halen in Cincinnati on March 9th of 1984, only because one of the kids' dads was a police officer who worked the night before, got to meet the band members and said, okay, my kid can go see them. And then one of (laughs) one of their 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 little league coach was their chaperone so he took him to the concert it's a great story so that episode just went up that's episode 176 and booked on rock is pretty much everywhere um we got a youtube channel too we put up videos um which have been doing really well so that's it eric Eric, may may i say it's it's a great show i've been listening to it Uh, i haven't heard the the van halen kid episode you talk about you'll love it the other three, uh, the other three episodes you talked about, I listened to all three of them. They're great. It's a good Thanks. show. Real. Yeah, good. we we had. Oh, oh my God, the one with um, Frank Meyer. 
Trey, so that good. One? That was an amazing interview. <laughs> Frank is so great. He was hanging with Roth at his mansion and all that stuff. And every time Roth would see him, he'd say, Frank Meyer. <laughs> and so Fra- Frank, Frank emails me one day and he's like, I'm in Spain with my band. And he goes, I swear to God, after the show, somebody comes walking up to me and go, Frank Meyer. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, hey, shameless man. plug. We're going to have Eric in on Rush Rash yeah. in a couple of weeks, too. So I'm on. There you go. Yeah. And Next how, week, we're going to. How it. bad is yeah, your Rush right. Rash? Is, is it all encompassing? Uh, how big of a Rush fan are you? Me? Oh, I love Rush. Yeah. And you know what I'm um, thinking, yeah. Chaz? We, we should probably talk about Getty's book, you know? Yeah, man. That would I be cool. But oh, my God. I love, oh, yeah. freaking love Rush. So excellent. I, I can talk a good Rush time. time. Yeah. Eric, did you book two days off work? <laughs> did I? <laughs> uh, you did you need it? Episode. <laughs> Am I going to yeah. need it? Three hours. Or it's a, a, it's a fucking three hour time. episode with him. Yeah. Oh, did you do three hours, Kevin? We were close. Right. We That's just a start. Yeah. Three hours before you were on wheels. Just on Vapor Trail. It's it's the twenty one twelve of podcasts. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. My God, I had to take the Weird. week off of work when I was on her show because it was like That's four days. Hilarious. Oh boy, so I'm in. I'll for, help you uh, use up that bank of days. Oh yeah, so I'm really man. in for it when I when I finally show up yeah, on the show. Mark, so tell you what, great yeah. show though, great time. You'll have a blast. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm looking really forward to it. That's cool. And uh, to round us all out, uh, our uh, our fellow uh, extended uh, family, I'll call him Kevin Brown, the extraordinary Kevin Brown. The man, the, the myth. Extraordinary. The, <laughs> yeah, the one and only. So there you go, man. Like, thank you so much for being on here. Uh, it wouldn't have felt right. It, it it doesn't feel right when you're not on these these live shows, Kev. Like, that's how it's like much I've lost of... my lucky charms. That's <laughs> 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 <Sorry>, Irish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's Kevin, we got to do a petty episode together too. I haven't, I've had you on mine, but we got to, we we're going to do one. Kevin on Petty. Yeah, we, no, you don't want to we do talk about that. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, you're the. Oh, they don't have guests over there. No, they they've got their uh, they've got their format. Yeah. No. That, well, that, now that uh, <laughs> now that Corey's dwindling down his uh, his his uh, podcasting universe, you are the busiest podcaster in well, the space know. now. Chaz, so. Chaz, Chaz, Chaz is the busiest. Oh, Chaz, oh yeah, I guess Chaz that, is it is going Chaz, pretty hard. Yeah. So then you're the second. So uh, please let the people know where they can find you and everything you got going on, dude. Well, I'm being subjected to Metallica, as Corey said, on the Ultimate Catalog <laughs> Trash, and, and it's it's going better than I thought. I found some stuff I yeah. like. Um, I also co-host the Seaside Pod Review, which is the innovative mm. podcast that spins a wheel and picks a random song to talk about each week about Queen. It's so original. Um, so and I do that with original. my pal Corey Woods, who is not... Uh, Cor- Corey, Woods? Corey Woods? Yeah, I've done it again. There you go. Oh, I'm going to tell Randy you did that. Randy Woods. <laughs> it's like when and you then... make love your wife and you call out Randy's name. Now you're doing a podcast, you're calling out my name. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm English, so I can get away with shouting Randy. Fucking Liverpudlian. <laughs> He's from Liverpudlian. I'm, I'm Randy, baby. <laughs> and then I host the Tom Petty Project. But I would say, just to anyone listening who isn't a Patreon yet, go join the Patreon. Um, the Discord server is so much fun. Like, it's good hanging out in there. Everyone on the call here pretty much hangs out there all the time. Um, and just a quick quick little story about the uh, top 10 you were talking about there, Scott. So I go playing pool once a week with my youngest daughter, who now has her own queue, and we take over the jukebox because the music there is absolute dog shit. <laughs> and tonight, before she she was doing some other, some other stuff, and I had to wait for her to get to do the jukebox and the top ten. I didn't hear a single song that had more than two chords. They call it rapping, but to me, it just sounds like an old woman mumbling in the care home. It's it's out, it's just horrendous. Yeah. So it's we. Terrible. Loaded up the jukebox, and when I got to the jukebox, there was like 38 credits still left in there. So Ooh. I put my 10 bucks that I usually put in, 
and just left Van Halen playing. It was literally, I put on 1984, oh, uh, Fair so Warning, great. Fuck, and... Oh, that's so great. Uh, Van Halen won, oh, in order, front to back, and we left, and they're still listening to Van Halen now, I assume. Oh, so. that's amazing. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Feel no no regrets. Nice. I want to be there when Spank is on. <laughs> compared to... Compared to this week in 1984, owner of the Lonely Heart from Yes is number one, and Mark's favorite lyric, Jump, has moved from 34 to 20 this week. So moving up the charts <laughs> quite quickly with its cheesy lyrics, is still moving up the charts. That was a great year, though, 84. Hey, they're oh, not amazing. cheesy lyrics, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Attaboy, Heath. I didn't say they were cheesy. I said they were nonsensical, and that's very if there you make you them nonsensical, nonsensical and catchy, then uh, it don't matter. Like people will come, they will dance, they will have a good time. <laughs> and you know, if if there's nothing else to take away from listening to Van Halen, it's this: you're here to have a good time while you're listening to it. So, lyrics be damned. Am I right? As long as uh, as long as the vibe is in check, everything is great. I think the vibe was in check for this show. That's what I think. And uh, uh, thank you to the uh, the the chat, the people in the chat, uh, the lurkers, and uh, everyone just giving in uh, all of your rankings and being part of this journey. And uh, like I said, we're not quite done yet, so we've still got some time to go. There will be more live shows coming up rather quickly because we have s- several albums that we are just nearly done with, and uh, we'll get back to doing these live shows uh, before you know it so until that time on behalf of the whole panel on behalf of Corey, Corey, you got anything else you want to add just that i had a hell of a lot of fun i love oh you went to i really enjoy everybody most everybody on this call uh a couple of people more than others i, I won't say who uh but uh, i'm really looking forward to, to you know finishing off the uh, catalog 15 songs left on the wheel uh we have a, a few more like eight or nine more live shows to go we're breaking down the catalog um, I'm down to two podcasts, uh, so uh, I'm really uh, kind of sad that we're coming to the end of the Van Halen catalog, but I'm looking forward to what we have uh, in plan, in store for the future, and hopefully we can get guys like Eric Sennett who just killing it, like on podcast. His uh, TED albums, We Can't Live Without, great fucking oh, show. Oh, yes. And I was yeah. like, I, I, Put I, your I, votes in, Kevin. I, I, don't, I, have, I can't do it. Ten albums, I can't, live with, I can't just it's, limit it to ten. Yeah, it, Greg Prado, my guess, he cheated. Yeah, oh, it's hard to narrow it down to 10. Such a but great I put show. 1984 in there. That was my... Oh, it, it's got to be on there. And uh, Chaz killing it on all 48 of his podcasts. Uh, he's now <laughs> completely past me. It's now the Chaz Charles uh, podcast universe. I've only got two. He's got at least eight, uh, six of which are worth listening to. Uh, but everybody on this call <laughs> has been absolutely fantastic nice. to us. And I, I thank you very much. And uh, 15 songs, and then we're done. Mark Kamir, uh man, little yeah. melancholy, but um, looking forward to getting to the end of this thing, too. It's true. It's uh, I, I anticipate a celebratory victory lap. That's that's what the, this is going to be. Uh, and one last thing, you guys, once again, www.podcastwillrock.com to find our backlog episodes and uh, links to our merch store. Uh, our very own Kevin Brown is uh, very, uh, very generously contributed so many of those designs. Go get your apologies to Gary shirts. I want the army to grow. <laughs> I hear it's been growing. And so thank you. I love that. It, when a plan comes together uh so on that note thank you all for joining us thank you for listening keep on listening keep on rocking we are all and the podcast will rock and we will rock you later 